0: You're listening to the Fun Employment
1: Radio Network. the future of radio, future of radio. The future the future of
0: radio is peersunemploymentradio.com.
2: So, since they are new neighbors, does that mean I have to be nice and like bring them like a gift, like a neighborly gift, like um, you do?
0: But maybe they're not necessarily new. I mean, you don't really know
2: who's there. Oh, no, I know one of them. One of them's a brand new one.
0: They could be ro- relocating from inside to outside.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. But if they're moving them out, then they're moving new ones in. That's true. It, it could just a be a shifting village.
0: of positions.
2: Tarp City is its own thing, though, now. It's like it's been subdivided. It like has. A lot's been subdivided. It's true.
0: I wonder if you have to like, work your way up to the meth den.
2: I don't know. Or, I, you're,
0: or you're working your way up to Tarp City. L- do I like. give
2: them a gift? Uh, like a gift of fire? That's what I want to Maybe
0: you give, give them a gift of, uh, I don't know. I
2: don't Hello. Know. This is Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Wherever and however you listen, it is fantastic that you do so. Of course, you can support us by subscribing to the Fun Employment Radio Network and support yourself with awesomeness because <laughs> once you subscribe, you get access to the live show and all of the amazing programming that's right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, plus the uh, live chat and Absolutely. the uh, archives. So even if you can't listen to our show live, you can listen to other shows live, and it's well worth it to support us.
0: It totally is. We and I can't it. believe that I failed on like what you should give them as a present, but I mean, I'm just, I am just—I was so flabbergasted that I don't really understand what you would gift somebody like that.
2: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll come up with something here, because okay. I want to talk all about this, because it's something we didn't get to talk about yesterday. A mm-hmm. um, couple of things for today's show. We have a very special guest who uh, who joined us earlier today, kind of last minute, but we it happened. <laughs> it, it
0: actually, actually happened. happened. We didn't promote it a, a shit ton of times, and it didn't happen. This actually happened.
2: It actually happened. Ladies and gentlemen, we had an interview with Adam Carolla earlier today. Yes, the Adam Carolla, the ace man himself, the CEO of Carolla Digital, called in here to the Fun Employment Radio Network, and we were able to talk to him this morning. We didn't get a chance to promote it as live because it was just kind of... Quick, quick! Yeah, this is it. It's happening now, and Let's we might have it. been a little
0: gun shy, a little gun shy <laughs> just of promoting a bit, things, yeah. especially
2: when it came to about five minutes after we were supposed to call in. and It's like, oh, we're like, damn no, it! No,
0: what? Did, what? Did, he did, did it again. It's like, what did we do to him? Why does he keep doing this? Yes. And Kenny is just, you know, Kenny of course is our booking a booker extraordinaire, and he's amazing, and he set this up. And Kenny's head's about ready to explode because I'm like, Kenny, so. Is Adam Carolla fucking with us? Or why is he not calling? (laughs) And Kenny's like, ah!
2: Not even
0: writing in English in the text messages.
2: Yeah, but huge, huge uh, thank you to Kenny B for getting that set up. That is uh, Kenny B's work, uh, making that happen, and all of his hard work. So uh, very, very appreciative. Yes, because Adam is going
0: to be coming into town Friday, October 11th, and he's going to be recording his podcast live at the Aladdin Theater. Yes. Two shows. And if
2: you're going there, make sure you let him know on Twitter, too. Mm -hmm. Just just post something to say, hey, Adam Carolla heard you on Fun Employment Radio. I'm going to the show because of them. Yes, because of us. Yes. Say that.
0: I'd never even heard of you, Adam Carola. Yes, I didn't until these know two podcasters from Portland <laughs> and told Adam us about you.
2: Carolla, Carola, Carla.
0: Carla, Adam Carolla. <laughs> he sounds
2: interesting. So, <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and uh, post that on Twitter. Or say something to him that you heard him here on Fun Employment Radio, and that's why you're going. That would be awesome. That
0: would be so great.
2: So we'll be playing that interview coming up here in just a little bit. Um, At uh, before we before I talk about. Tarp City and explain exactly what that is. Oh, it we're is, still
0: holding off on Tarp City. I like that. Well, we're this. holding
2: off because we need to bring up one of our fantastic sponsors. As well, Fun we Radio. should. We have uh, very select sponsors for this show. We try to, try to pick somebody that we like and that they like us and they believe in us and vice versa and... Bike Gallery has been a fantastic sponsor of our show. So, Bike Gallery, here in the Portland area, there's six different locations all over the metro area, so you don't even have to come into Portland. You can find one anywhere. And right now, you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on that Bike Gallery link right there, and you'll get 20% off bike accessories, 10% off any bike. And that's through the end of this month, so take advantage of that. Awesome. The time is now to take advantage. The
0: time is now. It's true. And it just feels so good to be commuting on a bike. It really does. It makes you feel kind of smug in a good way because you're doing you're doing good for yourself. It like is. You're transporting yourself from one place to another. You're being healthier, happier. The sun is going to be shining. Yeah. Even when it's not.
2: And it feels good to be in shape. It feels good. It feels good. It feels so and good. And it's cheaper. So <laughs> it is. Uh, so uh, bike gallery. Though with that, Sarah and I, of course, have had our bike gallery bike challenge. Going on this summer, where we're seeing who can ride the most miles. And because of Hood to Coast, uh, which was last week, I admit I did not ride it a whole lot because I was trying to get ready for that. Mm-hmm. But I did ride it. I did ride my bike. I
0: rode my bike yesterday, I have to say, and it did help loosen up the muscles after Hood to Coast. But today I actually had to run a bunch of errands and had to go mail out some shirts and such. So I couldn't, I could not ride on my bicycle today. So I had to drive. But
2: maybe later today.
0: Yes, but later today. I think I'm going to attempt to run today, too.
2: Oh, wow. I think I'm going to try and do it. Crazy. I think I'm going to do it. Crazy. So, the Bike Gallery Bike Challenge, we're seeing who can ride the most miles. I will say, do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Because you always go first. Do you want to go first? All right, you can go first. All right, I'll go. You can go first, Greg. I'm I'm just
0: that much of a giver.
2: (laughs) Yes, a giver. That's Mm -hmm. exactly it. Yep. All right, so I have ridden, in the last week, I rode 10.2 miles. (laughs) I know it's not a ton of miles. I'm going to make up for that this week, but yes, 10.2 miles. All right.
0: I didn't ride very far either, but I have to say I did ride further than you, but not by much. Okay. So I, this past week, because of Hood to Coast, of course, we were doing uh, the Ron-Ing a lot. Yes. Um,
2: why, why did you say it like that? Was that I don't know. It was like a Forrest a...
0: Gump kind of thing. I'm not sure. I was just going for a Forrest Gump. Don't wanna I don't know. Test that one out first. And I probably should have. Uh, so I actually ran a WAP, or ran, excuse me, I bicycled 10.6 miles.
2: What? 10... miles more than me? Yeah,
0: but it doesn't matter. It's more than you. I wrote exactly 10. I am not. Don't you dare call me a liar. I am always honest about this stuff.
2: 10.6 miles. I've actually
0: given you miles because I felt bad, so don't you dare say that I'm I'm cheating about something.
2: Uh, All right, fine. fine. 10.6 miles to my 10.2 to add it to the monthly total right there. All right. Very well. Okay. Fine. That's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> well, anyway.
0: Excuse employment radio. That's what saying. No, but I'm stoked. I'm going to be riding all day. I'm going to ride this afternoon. I'm going to be. I am going to kick your ass this week, and I'm very, very excited. Really? About it. Mm-hmm. All right. It's supposed to be nice this afternoon. I think I'm going to go for a nice little jaunt around the waterfront.
2: Okay. All right. You're mm-hmm. making a lot of promises. You know? I am making a lot of promises. A lot you know of what? Promises. I keep my promises. Okay. All right. I keep my promises. Mm-hmm. I, it'll happen. Sure. It'll happen. That's all fine. right. Any and day now, Greg.
0: You're going to catch up to the. 30.4 miles I'm ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Any day now. Any day now.
2: Now I will be riding for a while. All right. So, <laughs> so there we go. Bike Gallery, of course, wonderful sponsor. And thank you so much to everyone who's gone in there and used that coupon because that lets them know that you support us and them and everything all around, all circular. It helps all of And us all out. of this is true. And all of this is true. Mm-hmm. So Bike Gallery. There we go. <laughs> um, all right. Now, I need to talk about this because yesterday, of course, we spent the show talking about Hood to Coast and our recap of that. And I didn't get a chance to mention something that happened before any of the Hood to Coast festivities happened, but after our last show on Thursday.
0: Okay, so this happened, uh, alright.
2: This happened on Thursday afternoon when we were getting ready to depart and go to Nike and and get ready for the whole whole Hood to Coast thing. So, I got home after the show on Thursday, and of course I've talked about this last week of my meth-head neighbors, which we all know I have meth-head neighbors, otherwise my neighborhood's fine, but they suck, and they, I cannot get rid of them no matter what I do, no matter how I try.
0: No matter how many times you contact the cops, no, no matter whatever you times, do, it does not do anything. No,
2: it's basically they pretty much told me it's my problem.
0: No, they, they actually – no, they legitimately told you you need to talk to the methods. about it. That is it. pretty much what they – yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they
2: said. Actually, it's not even pretty much. I don't even dance around it. That's what the police told me. So they have, of course, this uh, – I posted this picture last week of the shack that they built in their backyard – It's like a big uh, storage shed type thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they have in it. I've never seen the inside of it.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a good question.
2: I have no idea what is in there. And then on top of it, they have a mattress stored where that is uh, where one of the alpha meth heads has been relaxing. That's where he goes to relax and overlook his empire of uh, you know, the squalor in his backyard. So
0: on the mattress on top of the shed in the backyard. Yes. That is where
2: he rests. That's where he lays his head down and, and you know just peruses what he's, what he's accomplished mm-hmm. in life, which is basically a whole bunch of lawnmower parts and a lot of broken glass. A lot of glass broken back there and they're
0: they're constantly shattering glass and you still haven't figured out like i wish there was like a meth rules on the internet so that we could find out what the purpose of shattering glass
2: i have no idea would be
0: for the betterment of meth culture
2: i don't know but i'm telling you they have been shattering a lot of glass over there so that's this is where this guy goes up and lays on this mattress and just looks (laughs) over his land
0: and surveys his land
2: yes (laughs) surveys what he's accomplished in life but now there's something brand new that has been brought into the meth backyard. And it has to do with this. So I got there on Thursday after the show, just getting my stuff ready sure. to leave for the coast, and I look out my, my kitchen window, which overlooks, you know, Meth Manor, and <laughs> I see this woman, a woman who is standing up above the fence. Now the fence is tall and that fence is about oh, I'd say six feet tall. Okay. So most so people... It's a pretty get, tall fence. It's a pretty tall fence. Most most people you can't see over the top of it. And I see this woman standing over the top of the fence, leaning on it, leaning over basically into my side of the yard, my side of the fence that that splits our property. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Hey, there's no way this woman is a giant. So what's yeah. what's happening? It's this little <laughs> blonde woman. There's
0: no way she's a giant.
2: She's not a giant. So there's this this, this smaller blonde woman, clearly looking Mary Methy. That's leaning over the fence and fussing around with something on the fence. Okay. On my side. On your fence. On on my fence. I own the fence, actually. And she's, like, attaching something to it. To your which, fence? To my fence. Huh. Which that instantly, instantly. That
0: Greg Nibbler did not like, I suppose. I do not
2: like. That is one thing I will not tolerate is if it crosses over into my side. So I walked over there, and I, I, I like, instantly saw red. I'm just like, nope, mm-hmm. fuck this. And so I walked straight over to my backyard and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Trying to get her attention. It's like she was trying to ignore me at first, even though I'm standing there. She can clearly see me. Yeah. But she like wouldn't answer and just look straight ahead. Like uh, if she she was just ignoring you, like she looks straight ahead. I'm busy.
0: I'm busy. Don't look at me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't see you. I can't see you. And so I just walked right up to her. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she looks at me. She's like, "Oh, uh, oh, well, I'm. Uh, 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 did, 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 is there is there a problem?" And what she had—that's when I realized what she had going on there. So she had this big, long stick, probably, probably I would say, a six-foot-long bamboo piece of bamboo, okay. maybe longer. I don't know. But it was the, on on each end of the bamboo there was string tied to it. So on on each opposite end of the bamboo there's string tied to it, and she's affixing this bamboo stick over the fence onto like the little ledge. Uh, on the other side okay like the board like that goes the, across the, the slats boards. of the fence okay yeah, yeah. and uh, here I'll post a picture of it into the live chat so you can so you can see and she is affixing this thing on the side of the fence and, uh, and she's like oh uh, do, do you not want me to do that do you, do you want me to move that I'm like yes do not attach anything to this fence ever and, and yeah absolutely you so to it so how do fences right I
0: mean I'm not a homeowner <laughs> let me ask you a brief question Greg how do fences work that divide a property what do you mean? Like, I mean, is that... I know that's...
2: How do fences work?
0: But I'm serious. I mean, since that fence divides both of your property, whose property is the fence?
2: It's mine. It's your the, fence. The fence. The fence was built by the somebody along the line who owned the house before me. Okay, but, so, so but it I is own on your property.
0: Yeah, the so fence is
2: mine. Every the fence th- divides the property, but I own the fence.
0: Okay, so every time that somebody... The, there's a backyard divided... And it's exactly divided between two backyards. Somebody owns that fence,
2: probably, unless the uh, unless the two owners you know have a, had a mutual agreement and they both built the fence or something. like that. Okay, well, like see, that, that
0: wasn't that stupid of a question. Well, this is <laughs> how do fences, fences work? How do they work? <laughs> how the fuck do magnets fences work?
2: So yeah, so I I own the fence. That's and I do not want them tying things to the fence. That is a bad idea. There was one time this happened a few years ago where the fence actually fell over. Into their yard. Uh Uh-oh. Which was the most terrifying moment of my life when I looked outside and I saw this fence over and just like an open shot into their backyard where they could essentially crawl over and start streaming over into my yard. Okay, that's creepy. I fixed it that day. I actually, I I called in sick. I'm like, this has to be taken care of right now. There are some
0: things you do not neglect at all.
2: Nope, that had to be fixed. That was the rest of my day was fixing that damn fence. I had to dig a new hole and everything. So so anyway, I'm very, uh, very timid about them uh, tying anything to it. Yeah, it, it I really would imagine so. Me. Yeah, it kind of sets me off a little bit. So she she ends up pulling off the stick off of the side and then crawls down the little ladder so she was standing on a stepladder. Hanging and like, it on your fence. After she was hanging it on my fence, yeah, and scurried back in there. And at that point, I had to get ready to go so I, I couldn't really, she wasn't conversing with me. No, she didn't want to talk to me. She was like terrified or something or, you know, in her meth world. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. It's not tied there. I don't have time to deal with this. I went back inside, come back down a little later. And that's when I realized what she was doing. Okay. So she was affixing a series of tarps off of the shed and attaching them to, well, she was trying to attach it to my fence. Okay. And she attached it to my, uh, to another neighbor's fence that they border. I, I don't border this guy, but they're attaching it to his fence. And one of his, uh, he's got like a garage over there. They were attaching it to the side of his garage. They
0: attached it to the side of his garage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? Is he part of the meth The meth I den?
2: I don't think so. I don't know this guy. I've talked to other neighbors who know him. He's kind of a recluse and I don't, I've never spoken with him. Okay. And I don't share any property line with him, but I feel like going over and telling him what's going on if he hasn't noticed. But I, he
0: actually, they're hanging it from somebody else's property. Like yes. not just the fence from a, what, a shed?
2: Yeah, so he said, "A garage." It's like a garage thing that he's got back there. Wow. Yeah, so there are effects. Yeah, they're attaching it to that, which is over the fence line into the other guy's property, and that's what they were trying to so do. So they're hanging mine. the
0: string over it, hanging basically. the string
2: over it, tying it to the ends of the tarps, and making essentially a tarp city is what they're doing over there. And now I've never seen this blonde woman before. So after I told her not to do that, she took the bamboo and was stabbing it into the ground, trying to make that into a pole. Which is so what instead she of hanging doing. it from the fence. Yeah. Yeah, so instead of hanging it from the fence, she was making basically a pole to affix one of the tarps to. So it all kind of connects between the other guy's garage, their shack, the meth head's shack, and then this new pole that Does they Does it have.
0: go over the shack? Does it go over the mattress or is the mattress still there for the king to look over his kingdom?
2: The mattress is still there for the king for the alpha male a meth head sure. to, You to know, peruse his thing that's where he takes his rela- relaxation mm-hmm. you know? I mean it's a hard work it's hard work for a meth head. sure you know he's been working all day he on a
0: survey make sure everything's you know, doing yeah. what it's supposed to I do I mean
2: you know collecting scrap metal takes a lot of work just ask Kenny B about that mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a hard work it wor- does it's no joke yeah it's hard work and he needs he needs a place to relax you know he's in charge of a lot of meth heads. he is he, he has to boss around a lot of lower end meth heads. being an
0: overlord is kind of mm-hmm. difficult you're right
2: He's the alpha male, you know, and he deserves to take a break. Just like the lions, you know, in the, in the Serengeti when they rest, you know, the male lions will rest on the top of the rock so they can survey their land. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. He's surveying his cesspool that he's created. So
0: Surveying his cesspool <laughs> full of broken glass and broken dreams. Oh,
2: yeah. oh The dreams are long gone. They don't I even know. remember their dreams. I know. They, they have no dreams now other than what's right in front of them. Got to go find more metal. Got to go find more metal. I'm going to have sex with that meth head. Gotta go find more metal. Gotta Am I moving into metal. Tent
0: City today? I don't know.
2: Yep. So, so Tarp City is is now created in this section of the uh, of their backyard. They've got two of them up, two tarps that are spread out to cut, protect them from the elements, mm-hmm. and they've got all kinds of crap back in there. And what I can only assume is where someone is staying. Do you br- okay? So
0: uh, they built the tent city.
2: They built the tarp city.
0: Tarp city, excuse Mm -hmm. me, tarp city. And you believe that somebody is actually living back there.
2: I think it's a good possibility because why else would you be building these these series of tarps out in the backyard? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and you build like a little fort with like quilts and blankets and stuff.
0: Yeah, like with like pillow forts and like blanket forts and stuff. You don't build life forts that you live in in the back of a meth
2: head's house. No, but they do. They seem to be doing that. So I, what I think is, this is a whole new extension of where they're going to be. Perhaps in Meth Manor is all full up with meth heads now, and they need an, a you know an auxiliary location. So for it's them just to too go. full in there. I think it's too full. Okay. I think it's too. full. So there's full. some
0: oh, there's some overspill.
2: Yeah, and so they needed they needed some more land. They needed to acquire some more land to store more meth heads. And I think that's what they're doing. I think they're staying out there underneath the tarps.
0: Now, have you seen? Are there like lights coming from there when you're when it's nighttime?
2: You know, I mean, I've only been home for a couple of days since since then, really, and I haven't seen any lights, but I will make sure to look tonight and make sure that I, I see if there are lights coming from back in there.
0: Yeah, because you need to figure out if people are actually living back there. Yeah. Well, and even if they are, I mean, I guess it isn't, if you have the property, it isn't illegal to live in your backyard,
2: right? Is it? I mean. I don't know. I guess not. I don't know how that works. I'm not really sure exactly how that works, if that's allowed or not. But that is what they're doing though. That's that seems to be where they're storing extra meth heads now. Okay. They've reached capacity and the <laughs> alpha male. they have reached
0: meth head capacity inside.
2: Maybe that blonde girl's part of the alpha male's harem and he's gonna store his harem under there. You know, which I've only she's she's like the second girl that I've seen over there as a regular. There's one other girl, you know, the one that I've talked about before, the barefoot one who runs around on the top of the mm-hmm. roof and yells. She's
0: the one that's been passed around with all the meth heads before, right? Yeah, and she barks <laughs> she like at the, the dogs. She's the common girlfriend.
2: Right, and she's the one I've talked about before that looks like maybe at some point in her life she was an attractive girl. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe when she was— But then she let ref- it go Yeah, when she was like 18, 19, maybe she was, she was probably a pretty good-looking girl. Yeah. But now, 15 years of meth later, it's it's gone. That those those days are gone, and they're not coming back.
1: So, so what?
0: It, so let me ask you this: You're talking about the girl who, the, you know, her days are gone and not coming back. What mm-hmm. about the blonde lady? Well, the blonde lady is a new she, one. Would she be direct competition with the barefoot mistress who would used to bark at butters on, that's, the, on
2: the rooftop? Well, that's what I'm thinking about this. You know, now as an animal, uh, you know, as basically you have to look at them like a group of animals. She's a new introduction into the group, so she's got to be under the tutelage of the older. She meth has chick. to be
0: being tootled.
2: Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think she think. Wait, must so I be.
0: thought you said that the, the. Okay, so the one that used to be hot, the older meth head. Yes. But, like, you know, like she's been there longer meth head. Is she older than the blonde woman?
2: It's hard to tell. Because age. for some reason, when you were you talking know, about the blonde woman,
0: I was picturing her as being older, but she's a. What, you know, like 30s, it's so 40s? hard to tell the
2: age. It's so hard to tell. I don't know for sure. I would. If I had to take a stab at it and guess, take I a would stab say at the it. blonde girl is 35 but looks 55. Like in the face, like because she's done a lot of meth. But okay, I so you think, think she's in her mid thirties? But, but like the rest of her body kind of makes her look like she's younger. Like I, if if I had to guess, and it's very hard to date meth heads. It is like not we'll date, date them. them and
0: and date yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, I don't want to date this woman, but I mean to put an age on her. Mm-hmm. You know, like scientists do. So if I were to to take a, I would guess she's in her th- early thirties. That's what my guess. That's what would your be. guess would be. And I think the other meth girl is probably in her early 40s. There's like a computer
0: composite thing where you could add like meth years onto it and you could subtract the meth years away and then figure out the age.
2: If only there were such a program. That Mm -hmm. would be fantastic. Well, they
0: can do that like, uh, you know, like with police computers that they can like, you know, rendering of what the suspect would Mm -hmm. look like now. They should make one of those for meth.
2: Well, and as Kitty from Texas in the chat is saying, yeah, if I were to carbon date her, um, yeah, I would carbon date her at early 30s. That's where I would Early 30s. Early 30s. Um, But looks, you know, a lot older. That would be my guess. So I think that in either way, she's the new one to the group. So the other, the the uh, we, we need a so name. She earning for the, her keep by making the. We Terp need City? an established name for uh, for the meth girl, the, the one that's been there a long time. What should her name be?
0: Well, I just thought she was the girlfriend. Like that's.
2: She's like the mutual girlfriend. Yeah,
0: she's like the common law girlfriend.
2: Yeah, she's the the metheris meth mom meth mom. No, I don't know if she's a mom or not. Yeah, I mean, probably she probably has some kids somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, metheris. Meth Metharis? Metharis? Um Methuselah? Me- Methuselah. All right, sure. Methuselah. We'll go with that. All right. Methuselah. So, Methuselah, she would have to actually she would have to grant permission for this other girl to enter into the harem. I would think
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, her name needs to be Methuselah.
2: Methuselah. <laughs> so, Methuselah, okay, Mr. Jinkies in the live chat suggesting that the blonde girl should be Methet,
0: <gasps> Like mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's,
2: That's a good right. name. Right.
0: <gasps> so maybe she's like Smurfette. In the Smurfs, where uh, Gargamel put Smurfette into the Smurf village to try and ruin their, um, you know, their village of good, Smurfette was Gargamel's evil spy.
2: So you're saying Methette is is kind of a Methette?
0: Maybe that's what. Maybe the Portland police are doing something. Maybe they have taken Methette and she's like an undercover cop and no. she's in there trying to infiltrate the methiness. No,
2: she's no undercover cop. No, unless she's very, very good. I mean, she'd have to be the fucking Donnie Brasco for meth heads <laughs> at this point. No, the methette I don't know. I think there's going to be a little bit of confrontation, and I'm not going to be surprised if I see some, uh, some, some yelling. If I hear some yelling, there's going to be something going to happen. Have you tried happen. to look
0: inside the tent Where well, the tarp?
2: I've tried. It's very hard to see from my side of the fence, A, I'm not tall, and B, uh, because they've got it tarped off in there. So it's it's hard to see, but I think I can probably see some in there from from my kitchen window. I okay. should be able to see in there. I can see a little bit. I can see. But crap. I mean, have you
0: approached the fence to be able to see if you could, like, maybe look through one of the slats of the fence to see what's inside of there?
2: I try not to go near that, just because it's a little bit dicey. It's like going to you know, if like if I, if I was a South Korean and I I wouldn't really want to go to the DMZ zone very often. It's kind of a depressing area to go to. Okay, you know, it's a little a little bit dangerous. Sure. You know, because you never know. You get too close, you'll stir them up, you'll rile them up a little bit. And so I try not to walk over to that fence too often, but yeah, maybe I do need to go take a look.
0: I want to look. I want to see what tent city or tarp city looks like. Well,
2: you don't have to deal with the consequences, though, if you well, stir them true. all up.
0: That's true. But they, but I won't be stirring because they probably won't recognize me because they just know you. They know you as bad man next door. Try to shut down meth lab.
2: No, they would see you on that side of the property. They have no idea who lives there or who's... I mean, they know who I am
0: because mm-hmm.
2: they've seen me long enough. They recognize me. You know, much like an animal, if you they see you enough, you know, they'll probably get some kind of facial recognition. So they, they have, like, a facial recognition of me where they if they see me, they, I look familiar to them. But they're still maybe maybe you know not entirely sure exactly who yeah, I
0: am. Yeah, like, know. you look familiar to them, but, like, you could be their neighbor. You could be their parole officer. Yeah. Like, they're not really sure exactly where they're you could have gone to high school with them maybe. They're like, I know that guy. Right. I know I don't like that guy.
2: Yeah, they know they don't Where's like from? me. They know mm-hmm. they don't like me. That's for sure. Because, they, yeah, but they may not know exactly why they don't like me. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, bad man. Yeah, like you said, you know, bad man, bad man there. That's how I imagine they talk to each other when they refer to me. So, I'm not sure what's going on over there, but I do think this is, it's an escalation in the, you know, in the ongoing Matthew Mennery that is happening next to my house.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, uh, Mr. Jenke succinctly puts it as, well, there's one thing that we can all be sure of, the Portland police ain't doing shit about it. That is true. That is an actual story. Which, again, I would like to give a call out to anybody who's a cop who haf- happens to listen to this. If I'm speaking on a turn, tell me. I want to know what what is, what is untrue about what we're saying. Like, what what you are actually doing about this. Yeah. I would like to know that. Like uh, to Put me on, in my place if you're doing something about this because clearly the solution that Greg has given is, oh, go talk to them and figure it out is not acceptable. No. No. No, it's not. <gasps> All right, so Tarp City. Tarps, That's tarp City. That's pretty rad.
2: So I, you know, and that was part of the, what the post that I put up uh, earlier, you know, the last week where I was talking about this, trying to explain, you know, wh- will the old methods accept her as one of their own? I don't know yet. You know, she's obviously a new, a new younger. Uh, well, she's Methet, so you know, she she, will, will Methuselah accept her? We don't know.
0: Will Methuselah accept Methet?
2: Yeah, we don't know for sure. We don't know because Methuselah is clearly the dominant one, and is she going to, you know, become? Is a she? But I
0: don't know. But her dominance, you know, could be short-lived because <gasps> Methuselah's been there for a while. I yeah. mean, she's getting pretty old up there in Methy years. Like maybe it's time for Methet to climb to the top of the
2: ladder. Oh, that's, Maybe it's time to
0: th- to sit on top of the mattress on top of the shed.
2: Oh, Methuselah is not going to like that very much at all. She is not going to... She doesn't like other uh, other bitches in, the, in her territory. Okay. Those are all her dudes as far as she's concerned. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. You really but, do
0: seem to know a lot about Methuselah. Is there anything you're not telling us about there, about her?
2: Well, I've, she's been there as long as I've lived in my house. I've, I've had ample time to observe and report you know, what's going on next door. I've, I've seen her the entire time. She's she's a fixture of the property as well. And also she's the one that would run around on the roof and bark at my dog. Mm-hmm. So that's that's her. So I uh, I do know quite a bit about her. And I've also seen her at the bus stop before. She knows who I am. She will just sit there and glare at me. They are not glare. shy about glaring. No. No, they there's no shy. shyness there. Methuselah is mean. Actually, I have, I have had interactions with her before. She's She's yelled and screamed at me before. Cause there was a time when they were dragging their, they, they, you know, they steal cars and they throw it all in these garbage cans and all the refuse and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they were dragging it over onto my property line. So they would take it from theirs and put it in front of my house. And that of course sucks because then they just leave it there for me to deal with. And so I would drag it right back over there and they kept going back and forth (laughs) for a while. And finally that was that time I went over there and I knocked on the door and there was some younger kid there who was terrified of me because I I knocked on the door. I'm like, Hey dude, your garbage is over here. You need to move that away from my house now. And he's like, oh, okay, 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 man. Okay, man, I'm sorry. And he came out and started dragging it back over to their side. And that's when she came out yelling and screaming and ho- hooting and hollering, like, going nuts on me.
0: <laughs> hooting and hollering.
2: She was hooting and hollering. She's like, fuck that. No, you put it back. And she was yelling at the younger kid, like, you put that wow. shit back. That's not fucking ours. That's not ours, like, yelling at me. Like, she's she scares me more she than the She sounds
0: do. terrifying.
2: She's terrifying. She's the kind of girl that will fucking stab you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she not have any qualms about it. Like, she's dangerous. <laughs> she really is. So that's why I'm saying Methuselah is not going to take too kindly to this. I would not be surprised but, if So snoring. you need to
0: probably, in, in your uh, lady meth dealings, you need to focus on Methet then. Because she seemed kind of timid. Meth- she, she listened to what you said, and you're like, don't do that. And she promptly scurried away and, and took the thing off of your fence.
2: Well, Methet's younger, so I think she's, uh, in, my, you know, in my estimate... She's younger, so she's used to being yelled at and controlled, probably by these guys, and so she's a little bit more submissive. When you tell her mm-hmm. to do something, she'll do it, you know, because she was scared of me, and so that's that's why she took that off. I could tell, you know, tell by the way that she wasn't looking at me and then uh, ignoring me. Okay, okay, I'll I'll take it down. I'll take it take it down. You know, she's uh, she's a little bit more intimidated. All right, more easily.
0: Well, I I know that you are the expert. For this Methumentary that is mm-hmm. becoming your life. It is. So, well,
2: and I, I expect it to continue, so I will continue giving updates on, uh, on isn't this. Isn't it
0: great? The, isn't it amazing that you just kind of have to settle like this is the way things are because you know <sighs> not a damn thing's being done about it?
2: Not a damn thing. <laughs> this
0: is just your life from now on, but Greg.
2: It is. It's just like when you when – you, we were talking about Hood to Coast when you're running like the seven miles and you just have to accept – in order to get through it You're mentally, never not running ever again. Yeah. This is your life now. This is your you life. You will run forever and ever and ever. And, and it will in, never stop. And there's never any end. Mm-hmm. And this is what you need to deal with. So this is how I am unfortunately having to uh, having, having to do this. So that's, that's the way it's going to be. Method. All right. No, right. No, I'll, 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 I'll take it down. Is that Method's voice? That's kind of how All it right. was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we were talking about somebody that we spoke to this morning. Indeed. And I believe maybe we should uh, play that interview.
2: Absolutely. We were joined by the one and only Mr. Adam Corolla. Adam Carolla, you say? Adam Carolla. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of him. Maybe not. Maybe you're not familiar with who Adam Carolla is. We'll we'll try to do that. So he called in earlier today. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fairly short interview because he was, you know, he's on his time frame. and uh, But he was nice enough to call in. So he is going to have his show on... October 11th
0: October 11th 8pm and 10.30pm I believe
2: Yep Two different live mm-hmm. podcasts That he's doing At the Aladdin Theater So we definitely incur- I mean Seriously He's Adam Carolla He is the most What was it In Guinness Book of World Records The most downloaded podcast ever I
0: saw that he is the most uh, Let's see I wrote it somewhere But yeah That's that's basically it. Adam, uh, Adam Carolla is an American radio personality Television host Comedian and actor He hosts the Adam Carolla show Blah 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 And it, uh, he also hosts a podcast Which set the record As the most downloaded podcast In the world As judged by Guinness World Records
2: Yep so the guy, the guy's kind of a legend. Godfather podcast. And once again, we really would appreciate it if you guys are on Twitter to post something to him at Adam Carolla and reference hearing him on us on Fun Employment Radio and how you're going to the show because of because of hearing him on here or you enjoyed hearing him on our show. Just mm-hmm. something, something letting him know, you know that uh, that you heard him here on Fun Employment Radio. Yes, that would be fantastic. It'd be awesome. I so would, here we go. I would love that. Let's go ahead and play it. Here it is now, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Carolla. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, the CEO of Corolla Digital and the captain of his own pirate ship, the one and only Mr. Adam Corolla. Hello, sir.
1: Thanks for having me on the show.
0: (laughs) Hey, thanks for coming on, Adam. We appreciate it. Now, you might not know this, but we might have actually, we kind of worked with you
2: before. It's true. So Sarah and I were part of the Rick Emerson Show on KUFO here in Portland with Chris Chris Paddock, the program director, which I think you know him.
1: And uh yeah,
2: yeah, so when you left CBS radio, we were the show that had to take over your spot in the mornings.
1: Oh, back in uh, '9, Yep, yeah. back in '09. yeah, when you t- you know what I could never figure out, but i I, I was happy to go home, <laughs> but the show, my show was successful in a, a lot of the markets it was in, and the the l a station is the one that flipped the format, but i I still had a contract for i don't know 12 13 other markets and some of those markets like vegas uh, and maybe seattle and maybe portland i can't remember were doing really well and so i always just thought why don't they make me come into work and just do a syndicated radio show even though the station is flipped in la there's all the other affiliates but they never did, which I was I was happy about. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just slept in the next like I just slept in on Monday. I probably slept till like ten thirty on on Monday morning when I normally get up at four thirty, and and that was that. But how how'd it go?
2: Well, I can tell oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you did have a big following here because we dealt with so many angry phone calls. Because you know people don't understand; they think that KUFO in Portland fired Adam Carolla. And, right. you know, and, and so they blamed us for it. Oh, yeah. We had to field which,
0: like hundreds and hundreds of angry phone calls like it was personally our fault that you were gone.
1: Good. Thank you. <laughs> mm. <No. laughs> yeah, I know. They Listen, they used to. But I mean, it's a weird thing about radio, you know, that 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 connection that people feel. Yeah. yeah. When I used to be on a million markets when I did Love Line and people like bake cookies and bring it to our Affiliate in Indiana for me and Doctor Drew, you know, <laughs> and you know we we're Westwood One in Los Angeles, obviously. So, uh, but I liked it. I mean, I was like, "Thank you for for thinking, for feeling like we were your personal radio show."
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a personal connection that you're making in every market, you know, be it even though you are in LA.
2: Well, and that's something I actually wanted to ask you about because I mean, now you know, you have this huge, successful, basically an, an online empire with all your different live shows. You get to tour all around the country and uh, drop here. You're coming here Friday, October 11th to the Aladdin Theater for people to get tickets. Do you think that any of this kind of thing that you have now would have been possible had you stayed in radio?
1: Um, no, I mean, I I, I I, just don't know. I mean, I certainly not in markets we weren't in. So yeah. <laughs> when you're on the computer, you're just in every market. And sadly, in no market <laughs> it's kind of everywhere and nowhere at the at the same time um, the the you know the other the, the other thing is is you know I remember doing I, I remember doing um you know you guys know from doing radio like when you do a live radio show either at night or in the morning some you have to beg people to come out for free and you know you get the senior frogs half full (laughs) and you have to promise them you know free coronas and you know skanky chicks handing the stuff out and everything and even then it's hard to get people into the place the 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 live podcasts have sort of turned into their own art form without sounding like a douchebag they they turn into the, the this new form of sort of yeah, I don't know. Garrison Keeler meets stand-up meets you know uh, a groundling show with imp- all improvised. So we've been doing these shows around the country and selling out a lot of these nice venues. We've ha- had to move from you know pretty big comedy clubs into theaters, and it's weird because it's a it's essentially a radio show on stage, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, when you come to Portland and you're taping your live podcast here at uh, the Aladdin Theater, are you going to be having any guests on for that particular taping?
1: Well, we usually try to find people to come on out. And, you know, when we go to New York City and do it, it's easy because you can go get Artie Lang and some cast member from SNL and all that kind of stuff. Portland, little, little tougher. So we usually either see if anyone is going to be around. Sometimes we'll fly a person out, which we've, we've done before. Other times, you know, we'll just go, well, here's a Southwest ticket, you know, come to Portland with us and, and be on the show, Doug Benson or whoever, <laughs> who, whatever, whatever comedian wants to, wants to go out and do a show with us. Uh, sometimes we'll have no guests. Sometimes... We'll try to dig up some local color, you know, like yeah. who's who's a who's a comedian that's working that area that people know that hasn't busted out yet and come to L.A. or New York.
0: Well, I do have to say you can find one SNL uh, character here in town. I believe uh, Mr. Fred Armisen is wandering around here and there for Portlandia.
1: Well, that that is I, I can guarantee that the booker will try to get Fred. <laughs> if Fred is out there shooting, he will definitely try to get Fred.
2: <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'd want to bring this up to you because this was just announced, at least that I saw just a couple of days ago, about you have a new book coming out, President Me, coming out on Hopper Collins. Yes. Uh, so it's a blueprint for the world you'd like to see, which I can only imagine how that book is going to be. It <laughs> sounds already amazing. Um, so this is your third book. What's, uh, what's going into this book? What's going to be different about this one compared to the other ones?
1: Well, the first book was just a kind of pure comedy book. And the second book was more autobiographical, and then with this book, we'll just get back to comedy. Cool. Um, just, just all, just an excuse for me to complain about everything. Mm. That'll basically be it.
0: Well, how do you find time to do everything? I mean, I'm looking at your network. You host four different podcasts on your network. You're writing books. You know, you just finished your uh, Road Hard campaign. Like, how? What do you spend the majority of your time doing? Is
1: um. It- I don't, that's, that's the point. I don't, I don't think I spend the majority of my time doing anything. I just do everything <laughs> kind of all at once. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just, you know, as far as writing a book, knock out seven pages a day and see how fast you get to 300 pages. Like it, 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 time travels pretty quickly, you know, uh, and you move forward and, 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 you know, it's like when I do these books, it's, it's ironic, but they give me these book plates, there are these decals with your signature on them. And the first, you know, 3000 people that pre order a book at a book plate. So the thing shows up in the mail and it's a, Three thousand basically playing cards that you have to sign and you just stare at this box with three thousand playing cards on and go, how am I going to sign three thousand of these playing cards? Well, I'll tell you how you sign three thousand playing cards. Uh, I'm going to go do a show at the Irvine Improv. I'm going to be sitting in traffic in the passenger seat of my car for an hour and a half, because it's L.A., and I grab a handful of them. I don't know what I grab. I grab three inches worth of them. And while I'm sitting there, stuck on the five freeway, I just sign them, and then I throw them back in the box. And the next time we go out or I do anything, or the next time I have to have a conference call where I'm going to be listening to boring people for 25 minutes and not really saying anything, I just grab a handful. <laughs> and before you know it, you've done 3000 but I'll tell you how you don't do it. You don't sit down and sign 3000 yeah. all at once, and you don't keep staring at the box going, oh my God, I could never do this. You just grab a handful every time you leave the house.
2: So you're probably signing them right now, I'm assuming, as we're talking... <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm completely tuned out. And I just went through like 1,100 of these bad boys. <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> All right,
2: I, had to, uh, I wanted to ask you some advice. And this is something from your show, because you've, you've brought up meth heads before on your show. You know, Sure. And, and I know your feelings on them. I happen to live, I live here in Portland, and I have a nice neighborhood. I own a house, but I'm right next door to these goddamn meth heads that have been there the entire time. I can't get rid of them. And they've taken to now. They've they've, they've uh, created a tent city. Yeah, they've created a tarp city in their backyard where there's extra meth heads now staying there, and they have a mattress on top of a shed. And no matter what I do with the Portland police, I've I've tried working with them. I've tried working with like neighborhood stuff. Cephal- I can't get these guys out of there. And I was wondering if you had any advice on something that I could do with it with you know a tarp city literally right next to on my house on how to
0: like fuck with the meth heads. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, a couple things. First off. Um, if you you know they can build a tent city in the backyard, and there 's nothing anyone can do but if you wanted to put an office on top of your garage without pulling a permit. Though they'd be over at your house. Exactly. I mean, there'd be a lot they could do with the taxpayer who wants to, or God forbid, like in L.A., you get caught driving with no front license plate. There's a lot they can do about that. There's nothing they can do about the underground economy and the thousands of illegals. They're just standing around selling food on every corner in Los Angeles. There's nothing. <laughs> Why would you be able to do anything about that? But you can get pulled over all day for not having a license plate on the front bumper of your car, which, as you know, impacts the entire community. It does.
2: It it's a terror to everyone. They're You're done. putting us
1: all in danger <laughs> when you don't have that front license plate on your car. Um, this is where my tack crows would come in very nicely. I envision a world where we, everyone has a murder of attack crows. Uh, <laughs> crows are very smart, highly intelligent. They're black and they're mean. And they're easily trained. And you befriend a group of crows. You befriend them. You train them. They can remember faces. Yes. And those crows attacking them will get them out of that backyard lickety-split.
2: <laughs> that is a good
1: idea. <laughs> so
0: you'll train them to look at the meth head's faces and know that that's evil and they must peck at their faces.
1: Yeah, or they just get fed if they peck at their faces
0: That's
2: true, okay I love the idea of standing in my backyard with my arms wide open As a flock of crows <laughs> fly past me attacking them Yeah, alright, I like this idea Alright,
0: Adam, I just want to ask you one really stupid question I am a 30-something year old lady And I watched a little show called uh, The Dawson's Creek when I was growing up <laughs> Sure Was that show, I, I was just going to say So they were talking about maybe a reunion If they ever asked you and Dr. Drew to come back for a reunion show Would that be something you'd ever consider?
1: Yeah, Doctor Drew and I do uh, live reunion shows uh, quite a bit, so um, we travel around and uh, we we go up on stage together. So yeah, I love working with Doctor Drew. I, I don't, no one's no one's asked thus far. We we do a show together a couple times a week on my podcast, and uh, if you want to go to com you can you can check them out. So we are kind of back together, and we are kind of essentially back on the radio, though we're on my network yeah. doing a show. But yeah, I'd do a TV show if, if somebody had a, a decent idea. Drew and I are a great team. Um, nobody but the, but the fans ever really recognized that. And we should be doing a talk show, but instead they just get a bunch of chicks together to talk over each other <laughs> with with a real surprising talk, the kind of talk you're not going to hear on other talk shows.
0: It isn't really talking, though. It's kind of squawking.
1: Yeah, so they just squawk <laughs> over, and they get five chicks with crazy hair just to go, no, you didn't, and ooh, I can't believe you said that, and that's what they do.
0: It makes them different, Adam. It sets them apart from each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the kind of hot talk you're not going to hear anywhere
2: else. <laughs> All right, well, so you are going to be here in town Friday, October 11th, live podcast having, so you've got two shows in one night. Is that how you're doing it in other cities, too?
1: Um, Some shows sell out And we add a second show And some shows don't So we don't add a second show But the good people of Portland Have seen fit to sell us out On the first show So we added a second show
0: Awesome So that's at 8pm and 10.30pm On Friday, October 11th At the Aladdin Uh, Get your tickets at AdamCarolla.com Slash events Or Ticketfly.com Or aladdintheater.com.
1: Yes,
2: absolutely Adam, thank you so much To you for taking some time To call in
1: My pleasure Thanks for having me
0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
2: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio, and that's a uh, full dot-com scenario. Uh, And you're listening to – well, not at the moment. Uh, I'm Reese Darby. I should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, So enjoy them, and I'll see you next time. All right, there we go. There we go. Mr. Adam Carolla. So it did actually happen. We weren't making it up. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Even though last Thursday... He didn't.
0: Although I do have to say, I was a little disappointed that he seemed to miss the mark on my uh, Dawson's Creek.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he quite understood what was going on. But I mean, I'm there. glad
0: that he answered about the Doctor Drew stuff. But I mean, I felt really embarrassed to say the Dawson's Creek thing anyway. So I mean, if he was skirting over it, that's just fine.
2: I'm kind of wondering if maybe he just didn't remember what Dawson's Creek was. <gasps>
0: that could be it. I mean, it has been like 15 years. Yeah,
2: and he's done a lot of things. Maybe he doesn't even remember exactly. That what, what, that, what That, that could be it. I don't know. It's
0: a, it's on the, it's on the cultural, you know, pop culture beat.
2: Uh, I would think you it, it. I mean, it on you the pop culture beat? <laughs> Dawson's Creek? I don't know about that. I'm not sure. It's a long time. No, I'm just
0: of, I'm assuming you probably heard it, maybe didn't want to talk about. It, but regardless, we got a good uh, answer from a question yes. I didn't ask which was good. Yeah. Silver mm-hmm.
2: Spoons also on the pop culture beat yes. right there. All right. <laughs> so uh so there we go. Adam Corolla. That was awesome. And as we said, Tweet him at Adam Carolla and add Fun Employment Radio into that and say thank you for uh, coming on to our show. Absolutely. Or that you heard him on the show. You're going to his show. Whatever it is. Whatever you want to say, just put the two of us together in one, one tweet. <laughs> that would be fantastic.
0: People are now making fun of me saying that Dawson's Creek is not part of... Pop culture zeitgeist.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not really thinking it is, but I know in your world it actually would be.
0: It's very significant to me. I've got to say. Well, I mean, I guess I, I do remember that episode very well. But you're right; he's done a billion things. That's probably the least memorable <laughs> thing are he's ever one done.
2: One of the fewest people in the world to actually remember that episode. There, I don't think it's uh, something that most people keep, you know, at the top of their mind as far as when it's they the think of, of amazing game-changing, life-changing episodes of You television. never know. Yes. It's
0: you never know. Again. It was a very special episode. <laughs> they talked about sexual relations. Oh,
2: God.
0: Sexual relations. Your
2: entire life is shaped by these shows that you watched Everybody's
0: life is shaped by what they watched when they were kids. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little sorry, bit. Tell me a little bit about Pee Wee Herman.
2: Well, okay. All right. Yeah. I can give you a little bit about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But I think your idea of how people should interact and what relationships are and what, what everything is in life, how it's people all are supposed on. to be. You're right. Is based off of Dawson's Creek and 90210.
0: Well, I'm not saying that's how people should be, but I'm saying, like, I paid attention during those shows. <laughs> you learned so I from the lessons they were teaching? I understand the lessons that they were teaching at that particular time. They were speaking to me.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg, you know what? If you're listening to this show, as you are, as we're talking on this show right now, you should head to FunEmploymentRadio.com and then click on the Amazon link. Oh, the Amazon link, you say? That is the Amazon link, I say. For any of your Amazonian needs, just go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first, click on the Amazon link, and buy whatever you so desire to purchase, and it helps us out immensely. Stop staring What's at it? me. Greg. said <laughs> st- Do you not want me-, me to look at you? No. Look away when I'm doing a pitch.
2: I'm not supposed to make eye contact. No, with you? don't oh. make eye
0: contact with me. Wow!
2: All right. I'm very special so now. You want to put a blinder up so we don't, so we can't see each other when yes. You, okay. All right. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. One click, that's it, and you are done, and you help us out immensely. But you had to redo it.
0: I think I didn't just. I was find.
2: I was summing it back up again. I was oh, summing okay. up what you just told me because I learned a lot from what you said, and I was trying to to say it back to you to make sure I got it right. Did I get it right? No. Oh.
0: Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, I do have an update from a story that we had a few years ago, or a few years ago, excuse me, a few months ago, about the man that was hiding at the bottom of the porta potty swimming around in the feces. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes, Yes. I do, unfortunately. All
0: right. Well, because uh, wiping feces off of your own body while swimming in the bottom of a porta potty isn't punishment enough. The man who did this has been sentenced to one year in jail after he pleaded guilty to spying on a woman from inside of the septic tank. Yes, this guy's name is Kenneth Webster Enlow. Kenneth. Kenneth. I don't know if Webster I trust Kenneth is. Kenneth's. Kenneth's. Yes, Kenneth Webster Enloe, we talked about him a few months ago, 52 years old, uh, he confessed to watching a woman as she uh, used the park bathroom, and he watched her from below as he swam
2: in the feces. How did he even get in there? You know, I never thought about that. Oh, well, I will tell you. All right, so uh,
0: in addition to his year-long sentence, uh, Kenneth Webster Enloe also must pay a $5,000 uh, fine. So at the time, the woman who saw the man in uh, the bottom of the porta potty, so this happened on July 7th, So I guess it was about a a little over a month uh, Almost two months ago Uh, She described the incident as "quote Not something you expect to see whenever you're wanting to go to the restroom She said when she looked down He was just kind of sitting down in the water Wading around, like waving his hands Just kind of waving around in the poop water Initially When the police came Enlo claimed that his girlfriend Angel Had knocked him out with a tire iron And pushed him into the tank (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately he wasn't able to prove this uh, and Enlo has been charged with a felony, and he will be spending a year in jail and paying a $5,000 fine. You know,
2: something that does uh, bear just kind of a little hindsight thinking about is the fact that when we did Hood to Coast, that's pretty much all you use are porta potties because they just have those all along the race course and at every van exchange. Mm-hmm. Out of all of those porta potties, I think there's probably a good chance there was
0: nobody inside of the port. There was
2: one person in one of those in that entire. I mean, you know, there's thousands of porta potties probably.
0: There were 550.
2: You know that exactly. I know 550. Okay, there are 550. <laughs> I would say there's a one in 550 chance that there would be somebody hiding in a porta potty. No, someone's so someone's asking means- if
0: there. Are we hearing about this earlier? Yes, like this happened earlier, but he's been sentenced today. Yeah, yeah, he yeah.
2: just got sentenced. So. So, I think that uh, there's a pretty good chance that one of those porta potties had somebody hiding That's in it. That's not true. Which means you, then you have to narrow it down what the odds were that you used the one where there was someone hiding there's in it. There's
0: nobody hiding in anything.
2: I'd say there's probably a pretty good chance. There's probably a chance there's that There's no chance of that happening. Yeah. That did not happen. Yeah. I mean, it's like, in all likelihood, you know, I mean, just statistically speaking, I think there's a pretty good chance there was at least one. Oh, there. is that what happened? Yeah. Mm,
0: yeah. No, that is not true. Yeah. Well, plus I always I'm so obsessed with that and like the uh, the fluke worm, the fluke man from X Files. I know we've talked about this, but I always well, yeah. look and it's so gross. You but You realize I always, that was
2: a TV show of a mythical monster thing that they made up versus this actually happened. It could be true. A guy swam around in poop watching. That's people true.
0: Poop. I actually look less for the man swimming in poop in the porta potty and more for the fluke man from. X Files. Yeah, maybe you should which is a, which is for. so gross anyway because that means you have to look inside. But I mean, everybody looks inside. You have to look inside just to make sure there's nothing untoward, like you know, or it's not too close to the seed or whatever's happening. Know. Yeah. All right, let's move on. In Florida with trees news, out of Portland, Oregon. Here we go. Oregon. A man armed with a metal bar and high on bath salts fought with several awesome, uh, ossifers, officers before he was arrested at a southeast Portland motel this past what? weekend. Yes, and a man high armed, on
2: bath, s- bath high salts on are
0: in bath Portland salts. They have made their way across the country to Portland, Oregon. Uh-huh. A man armed with a metal bar and high on bath salts fought with several officers before he was arrested in a southeast Portland motel. Uh, where in Southeast? Officers were called to the best value in, which is a, a 3310 Southeast. Guess the street. Powell? Guess the street. Where do you think someone on bath salts would be hanging out? What street? Uh,
2: 3310 Southeast.
0: 82nd Avenue. Oh,
2: okay. Gotcha. Yes. All right. All right. For a report. Sorry, of I was thinking un- it was 33rd and something. Okay. Oh, on no. 82nd. That's wait a minute. Thirty-three I'm just trying to think of where that is. That's not that far from where I live.
0: No, so just up and then, like right up a. Uh, Don't Powell, make that probably. noise!
2: Don't make that noise after All right. doing a porta potty story.
0: Uh, so, right, so they're initially called to the Best Value Inn on Eighty Second Avenue for a report of an unwanted man in one of the rooms. When they arrived, they found thirty-one-year-old Randy Sturdivant in the doorway of a room, armed with a metal bar. The police ordered him to drop the bar, and he instead tried to shut the door and jumped out and tried to jump out a second-story window. Uh, so let's see, the sergeant, police, uh, Pete Simpson. With the Poli- Portland Police Bureau uh, said, Officers began to struggle with Sturtevant and during the struggle, he was tased. Sturdevant fought through multiple taser cycles, not Jesus. going down, and continued to fight with officers until he was taken into custody. Ultimately, it took multiple, multiple tasings and over five officers to get Sturtevant handcuffed. Bad assaults
2: are terrifying. Do you think... I'm just I'm just gonna throw this out there because I watch all those conspiracy theory shows. Do you think this is something that maybe like the military has experimented with of dropping a bunch of people on bath salts into like a war zone because it takes so much to bring them down? This that, looks like something out of a movie.
0: They're like superhuman. That's yeah. kind of true.
2: Yeah. I'm um, just saying bath salts that close to my neighborhood. That's really unnerving because if, if bath salts infiltrate those that meth den. Dude, I mean, it's I'm so fucked. close to your neighborhood. I'm fucked if they start doing that shit. That's like less that than shit.
0: that's like within like a two mile radius. That
2: legitimately out. terrifies mm-hmm. me. Actually, it really unnerves me. mm Hmm.
0: Well, uh, after they arrested Sir he was transported to the hospital for treatment for what appeared to be a drug-induced psychosis. From the bath salts, uh, after his release from the hospital, Sturdevant was booked in Multnomah County Jail for charges of escape and resisting arrest. He also has, an ast- of course, he does had an outstanding parole violation. Detainer. What? So, <laughs> so he is still comfortably sitting in Multnomah County Jail. No,
2: he's just an innocent guy who took the wrong thing on accident. Sure. He thought he's taking ibuprofen. Damn he the went man. To somebody's house, and then yeah, that's that's what it happened.
0: Well, here's a good point, though. I mean, if your neighbors start taking bath salts, the police will probably show up. Not until it's too late. Yeah, until they're like eating your face off or something.
2: No, it'll be like basically a bunch of superhuman zombie people. Oh, that's like creepy. storming my house, ripping my fence down. Now that's going to be my nightmare tonight. By the way, it's go- my nightmare is going to be that they're all on salts and that they rip that fence down and they all just start piling over it, like in uh, in World War Z, like the commercials for for Brad Pitt, the Brad Pitt. Oh, version. and they all start piling on top. Of yeah, like fire ants. Yes, that is what's going to be happening next door, and they're going to start piling up my house. Boom! I've already got my nightmare for tonight. Yep. There's nothing I can do about that now. You're welcome. Oh, my God.
0: You're welcome. Uh, Oh, (laughs)
2: that's really unnerving.
0: (laughs) So next, from uh, Florida with trees to Florida itself. A Florida man, my three favorite words to start a story, is suspected of threatening to kill his wife. He didn't. During an argument over who should change the cat letter. (laughs) <laughs> Avelino Urbano Garon 59 years old was arrested uh, And charged with assault with a deadly weapon So police say that the that they were called To the residence because the couple were arguing Over whose responsibility it was To freshen up the kitty litter uh, When all of a sudden Garon allegedly threatened To throw their cat against the wall If she didn't change the cat litter Which he didn't uh, He then picked up a knife and threatened to kill his wife That kind of Wow, that Got bad exponentially
2: quickly. Escalated quite quickly. Uh,
0: when deputies arrived, Garron argued that, no, 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 he was in the right because it was his wife's responsibility to clean out the litter box today. They arrested him on the spot. He was later released on a $1,000 bond. No word yet
2: on if he's going to be charged. Wow. That is a, that is a quick escalation. That mm-hmm. really is. Although, cat litter is pretty gross. If somebody is not taking that out, that is pretty gross. So I would have to say that uh, maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's that's fair. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Next up, Greg. I think I posted this on your uh, on your wall. I think oh, a couple days ago, but I saw this and it made me think of you. And this is happening in Kansas City, Greg. Some new residents have taken up home in Kansas City, and they're not paying their rent, Greg. Gnome homes have begun to appear in Overland Park in Kansas City. So these little houses feature doors into the residence, a stick path to the homes, and trinkets inside. So they're actually making little gnome homes
2: at the the bases of these trees. So they're carving out like the bottom of the tree.
0: I don't know, Greg. I don't know how the gnomes make their. I, I don't know how they make their homes. So like their uh, their doors to the residences stick pads, and trinkets inside of the residences. Uh, so far, three of the gnome homes have been found and located <laughs> right past a sign that reads Firefly Forest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty awesome. I'm going to find a picture here just so I can... Uh,
0: yes, of the gnome homes.
2: Yeah, I'll post a picture here of what one of them.
0: All is right. right. Well, uh, Kansas City doesn't know how many there are in total. So far, they've only found three. And they don't know who is building the gnome homes. But they hope that they find uh, more of the little homes in the near future. I, for one, am scared of our gnome overlords. And I do not want little gnomes living in trees. That's I don't find that magical. I think that's kind of scary.
2: That is uh, absolutely... I think it's awesome. Quite frankly, I would want to find one.
0: You'd want to find a gnome yeah, home? Would you want to relocate into a gnome, a gnome home?
2: I... Well, the one thing they should be putting out there is like a No Tollies Allowed sign. That should absolutely be coming on. No Tollies Allowed.
0: You should just start building gnome homes in your backyard. Don't you have some, like, trees that you could build a little gnome home in? Uh, yeah. You could put little doors on them? Do you think that would scare the meth No, because they wouldn't be able to see them because they're up on their mattress fort.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I Not could right. start fucking them with them with that, though. What if I just start putting up, like, little, uh... Like yard gnomes, if I just dropped them over there into their all of their stuff, and so they have no idea, they wouldn't be able to figure out where it's coming from. If you're if you're dropping it over your fence, they would totally be able to know where it was from. No, not well when they don't when they're not looking. They're it would confuse looking. them. They're always it back would there. confuse them. I'm saying it would confuse them. I think it could actually work.
0: That's true. Right, Katie says Greg needs a hobbit hole, not a gnome home. <laughs> That's true. This is true. Mm. And finally, we do have one other story. Oh, I didn't even realize where this is from. This is from uh, Fort Walton Beach. Florida, finally, a Florida man, John Earl Utzi, 37 years young, is accused of taking himself and his penis for a spin outside of a convenience store in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And no, Greg, the convenience store wasn't a come and go. Ah, the come (laughs) and goes. Police say that Utzi was standing outside of the store. Let's see, this happened yesterday when he unzipped his pants and began furiously masturbating (laughs) when he started he was facing the store but as he continued to masturbate he slowly rotated his body so it faced the store then the street then the parking lot then wrote stop it then rotated back to the store apparently yetsy liked to spin and masturbate (laughs) and he changed his position
2: several times <laughs> he right, has once <laughs> you get going it's hard to stop I mean at that he
0: does he does like the the old spin and I mean, just
2: let him finish spin
0: and jerk let him finish uh general Utzi, who authorities say was intoxicated has been charged with lewd <laughs> or lascivious exhibition he is now in jail
2: I could see that happening in my neighborhood actually I could see that happening somewhere in Portland yes I could see that happening right like, outside like, out in front pantry. of your house yeah oh God mm-hmm I love the fact that he's spinning though just to make sure that everybody gets a good view mm-hmm. a good, good show He's to show it off hey look what's happening over here look at me everybody
0: oh well, not my friends says is your world is crazy
2: furiously masturbating
0: I just liked it you know that I put in furiously right I
2: just have did to did you add it. that in I of wasn't course. sure if that was, that was part of it or not
0: I have to because every time I see masturbating I have to put furiously in front of it because <laughs> it just feels empty without it it does
2: add more to it it yeah. does it adds yeah. a
0: little bit of a layer like a layer that I feel wasn't there
2: before. Yeah. Well, good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, for journalistic purposes, it okay. was furious. Like Furiously it. masturbating. Furious. Okay, stop. Alright, well let's uh, let's move from that to balls. Now I can't get that mental image on my head. That'll probably go into my nightmare too. It'll be the spinning furious masturbator it's combined. It's like you with spinning the z- in
0: the middle of the pool.
2: Combined with zombie methods. <laughs> Except you probably not fence. masturbating in the pool. I don't masturbate in the pool. Let's make sure that's clear. It <laughs> that does not happen. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. Uh, first up, actually, this does not have to do with ball talk, but it does have to do with something that is insane. And uh, it is comes from a guy named Tom Dennis. Tom Dennis, who I believe is from Australia.
0: Australia. He has
2: a PhD in math. Oh, no, he's Danish. Excuse me, he's Danish. has a PhD in mathematics and oceanography, and is also a former teacher, lecturer, and investment banker. But he has a goal that he is trying to do, and that is to be... Okay, no, he is... I'm, I apologize. He is from... Uh, I believe he's from Australia. He's trying to beat a Danish man's record. Okay. Which was set in 2005 of... The fastest time of walking the entire earth.
0: The entire earth?
2: Yes. So he has... Since uh, December of 2011... He is trying to walk a twenty-six thousand kilometer epic journey. All right. So in the in the just in the past he in the past twenty months he's run the equivalent of a marathon every day. Really? The equivalent of a marathon every day for Mm -hmm. the last twenty months, and he's just day shy away from breaking the record. So he's. What it said here is, in other words, he has run the entire length of New Zealand as well as across South America, North America, Europe, Asia, and finally Australia, which is where he is at right now. Wow. Um, And uh, he he is set to break this record pretty soon. It'll be in 662 days, I believe is what the previous record was. And he will be able to beat that because he's only a couple of months shy of breaking the record right now. Wow. Yes. That is absolutely insane. He's 52 years old. And so every day... That's pretty much what he does. He wakes up and he walks the equivalent of a marathon. Walks, runs the equivalent of a marathon. That's too much. That's a lot of time. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's your entire day.
2: Um, it's being noted in chat that the circumference of the Earth is 25,000 miles, not 25,000 kilometers, but it's 26,000 kilometers is what he's walking. Maybe that's the land mass. I don't know. So maybe
0: he's not walking directly in the middle of the I Earth. Maybe he's, he's a little off to the right or I, to the he, left.
2: Well, he should be walking across the ocean, though, to make that official. Mm-hmm. So he's he hasn't done that, so we'll get to the bottom he of that. He
0: should be an ocean
2: walker. Yes. We will find out. So uh, that, I just wanted to report that after we uh, you know did our Head to Coast. That seems kind of pale in comparison. All right, moving on in ball talk. Here's something that's come out, and it has to do with science, Sarah. Science, you Psychological say? Psychological science.
0: Psychological science? That this is what make it, any the, sense. It's a
2: journal. It's a journal called Psychological Science. And they took a look at what happens to fans the day after an NFL game. So since NFL season's about, uh, about upon us, coming up pretty soon. And they found that, on average, fans whose team lost eat 16% more than they usually eat on Mondays. Really? Yes. (laughs) Now, fans whose team won ate 9% less saturated fat than normal. So, essentially, if your team loses, you binge eat. You eat a lot more, Uh, presumably because you're pissed off or sad that your team lost. Yep. But that is the study, saying uh, losing team's fans eat more. Well, and probably drink more beer,
0: too, which adds on to a lot of calories.
2: Probably, but they're talking about the Monday afterwards. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm sure they drink more, too, on that day. But uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is what the study is saying. So losing, teams I fans completely more. believe that. The Jaguars fans are probably very large. So <laughs> that is uh, that is one of the uh, one of the studies right there. Uh, moving on in ball talk, so it's potpourri of balls. A smattering, smattering of balls. Here is actually a good story that's uh, that I did want to bring up. So it has to do with a couple of baseball players and a request they got from a young boy with cerebral palsy. So Nico Lanzarota, Nico Lanzarota is an eight-year-old from Strongsville, Ohio, who has cerebral palsy. So he's had it since he was eight months old. And he had a pregame meeting with, uh, got to go down and meet Carlos, actually the guy's name is Carlos Santana. And, no uh, way. And Jason Kipnisi and, and I'm sorry, I'm not a baseball fan, so I'm probably mispronouncing the names, whatever. Carlos and Jason of the Cleveland Indians. So they're two players for the Cleveland Indians. And this kid asked both of them to hit a home run for him. So they, they said that uh, he also added the pressure that uh, Carlos was the kid's favorite player. So he's, And the little kid requested that they both hit a home run for him. And what happened? They both hit home runs no, in that they, game.
0: That's awesome. The
2: odds of that are pretty staggering. I mean, I, you know, I know they're baseball players. They could hit home runs any time. But the fact that he, this kid requested it from them, and they both went out and did it. So they both hit home runs for the kid. With that's pretty great. That's pretty cool. I think that's awesome. So I just wanted to bring that up there. Um, Moving on in ball talk. Scandal. Scandal, you say? Controversy. Okay. For American horse racing, and it is this. So the American Quarter Horse Association has said that they will now allow cloned horses. What? Cloned horses. Sarah? That's kind of creepy. Cloned horses will now be allowed to breed in uh, as part of the American Quarter Horse Association. Now, I guess cloned horses are already allowed in the professional rodeo cowboys. They're Association. They're already
0: cloning horses. Apparently, they are. Last I heard, well, I guess it was 15 years ago that they were cloning sheep.
2: Yeah. No. Apparently, they they cloned horses. Now they're saying some people say that um, uh, cloned horses have an unfair advantage because they are selected according to superior genetic characteristics. But yeah, isn't that what breeding's all about, though? They breed them for the superior. Genetics. That That's is true. Like That's
0: exactly why there are breeders. Yeah, like because they want the bloodline to stay clean. Yeah,
2: the horse that wins the Kentucky Derby, you know, that horse for the rest of its life is just going to be banging other horses, and the owner is okay. just going to collect checks. That's pretty much what it is. So, anyway, that is uh, that is it is now being allowed in the American Quarter Horse Association. So there you go for other horse race fans.
0: I know someone's Edwards asking what's creepy about a cloned horse. I don't know why. It just it, I don't know.
2: There's something about it. There's something about it that just feels weird. Huh. I wonder what it is. Maybe
0: probably just about cloning anything. Like having something have the exact same DNA as something else that exists just isn't uh, isn't uh, isn't normal.
2: Yeah, it's unnerving to you. It is. I don't know. I don't care. It's a horse. I mean. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, it's a horse now. I mean, imagine like
2: saying it's going to turn into something else.
0: Well, no, but what I'm saying is, they're if they're already able to clone creatures that large, like it's just we're just a day away from another Greg Nog just walking down the street looking exactly like you with all your same DNA.
2: Do you think somebody's cloned me?
0: You never know. Like, if a hair falls out, I mean, you're getting slightly older, like maybe some of your hairs fall out and they can take that little follicle and then clone another Greg.
2: As long as I had control of the army of Gregs, I could probably do some good with that. An army of Gregs. Yes.
0: I don't like your logic, Keelan.
2: (laughs) Excellent. All right, moving on to ball talk. Finally, actually, this is the final story. And it has to do with, of course, the NCAA football season is upon us. It's gonna be starting up this weekend.
0: Point of ball!
2: Which Woo! means Which means somebody else is gonna be in the spotlight. Well, he's been in the spotlight the entire offseason, and that is Johnny Manziel, aka Johnny Football. Johnny Football. So Johnny Football um, actually met with NCAA investigators over the alleged um, or over the allegations that he accepted payments for autographs. Sure. Which is illegal for an NCAA football player. It's A dumb rule. Pretty much everybody agrees it's a dumb rule. I mean, these guys, because the the schools and the NCAA itself make tons of money off of these players and their likenesses, Mm -hmm. but the players themselves don't get any of it. Okay. Now, granted, you know, these kids are getting, like, a full-ride scholarship, but this Johnny Manziel kid, like him or not, he's making millions of dollars for people just his likeness because of the publicity and because of how good he is on football field, so... He should probably be getting some of that money, but he yeah. doesn't, and it's against the rules. And uh, he's kind of an idiot. He doesn't seem to be the brightest. So allegedly, what you're saying,
0: a football player isn't the brightest bulb in the chandelier.
2: Well, there are very bright football players out there. Johnny Manziel just doesn't happen to be one of them. He is. Uh, he's not. He's not the smartest. So okay. he is alleged to have signed a bunch of autographs for memorabilia dealers, who then they go out and sell them, and he accepted payments, is what they're saying. ESPN is saying that they have proof of it. And they've kind of reported, I think they've been working with the NCAA on it. And the NCAA is um, investigating him to see if it's true. They are, it's It's no, actually it's unclear of whether or not they were satisfied with their meeting with him, of whether it's, they're going to go ahead and say, okay, he didn't do it because of mm-hmm. course he's denying it, or whether he's going to be punished and, um, you know, he could be banned from playing in the NCAA, he could be suspended. Well, I mean,
0: isn't it, I mean, there's something, there's a, there's something solid, like, There's proof out there. If he's signing things and selling it, like, there's an object that exists with his signature on it. Wouldn't they be able to prove that?
2: I think he can sign things, but he can't accept payments for them. Like, if he wants to give a fan an autograph, he can do that, but they can't pay him for it. So, granted, yes, if all of a sudden there's thousands of autographs from Johnny Manziel that are being sold online, it is a little suspicious that, oh, where did all these come from? Because you don't just accidentally sign, you know, thousands Mm. of things. And so what they're saying is that he's done this more than more than once. Um, one of the deals, one of the dealers is claiming that uh, he paid Manziel to sign more than four thousand items. And then um, there's other people that are claiming. The I don't
0: know. Fight. I know it's illegal, but I mean, I I kind of respect that entrepreneurship.
2: Yeah, but it's dumb.
0: It is dumb. And it's plus, stupid. Plus, this
2: kid actually is rich. His dad is very, very wealthy. So he comes from a very wealthy family. He doesn't need the money. The few thousand, it was like five thousand dollars or something. He's alleged to have been paid. He doesn't need it. Oh, okay. Now, granted, I, I could see... And he also knows... The thing is, this guy's set up for a great NFL career, probably. He'll get drafted. If he's not an idiot, this will drop his draft status, which does help in the NFL, or could potentially drop his draft status, because you get more guaranteed money the closer you are to the top. Mm-hmm. NFL teams have a different structure with their contracts. It, you know, it's not guaranteed. You get signing bonuses. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he could be costing himself millions of dollars if it really does taint his image. Um, And uh, regardless, it's dumb, and it's against the rules, and he knows it. The rules are the rules. Dumb or not, those are the rules. So that is part of what the allegations are. We'll see what comes of that. But since it is time for that, it did remind me, of course, of one of the greatest songs we've ever played, Johnny Menziel with his many, many fans, including Old Lady Cougar and her Johnny Football song.
0: Oh, Jesus. Johnny
1: Football, Johnny Football, you're an angel to us, Johnny Football, now we love him, he's got something Aggies can't resist, and he doesn't even know impossible exists.
0: Okay. Johnny
1: Football, how we love him, how we tingle when the football flies, every time he starts to run, our hearts begin to fly.
0: Okay, is that enough? Yes, we all get the point.
2: Those lyrics were by Lee Pockers and Lynn Duddy. Wow, they both (laughs) have amazing names. I believe that's Lynn Duddy that was singing that one. And she looks like she's probably in her fifties, singing about a twenty-year-old kid.
0: That's kind of creepy.
2: Yeah. There we go. Johnny football under investigation. That concludes this edition of Ball Time.
0: I don't understand why you always feel the need to play that song.
1: Other defenses, they just chase him around. It's it's hypnotizing though. Is it though? It, it is. Mr.
2: It's not. It's a little bit. It's a little bit hypnotizing.
0: Well, since we didn't have time for it today, I do have to tell you really quick that I did this weekend make a new friend when we were uh, in oh, when we were in Seaside. Uh, I have to say <coughs> I was very excited to meet him, as was Sharky. They're they're pretty close. However, he's a little shy. He's here right now. He's not ready to talk, though. And he did tell me that he's not a poet. Well, let me just tell you, I did get a new stick friend this weekend.
2: You realize how insane you sound right now?
0: And his name is Saber.
2: Stop clacking that thing.
0: So Saber's not quite ready to talk yet. He's kind of self-conscious because he has a little bit of it. Well, he has these really... He's he's a saber-toothed tiger. It's named Saber because it means power and glory. But he's also a little self-conscious because he wants to talk, but he has these big teeth that kind of give him a weird little lisp. And so he wants to kind of practice a little bit before he goes on mic because it's been a while since he's talked on a microphone. He's a little gun-shy. He's really super stoked to be relocated in Portland. Really excited to be here. However, he just uh, he needs to ease his way into it. So, I'm thinking at some point this week Sabre will probably be ready to talk, but that day's not today. But I just want to let you know if you want to check out a picture of him, you can check it out on the website. Uh, welcome him into the family. Let him know that you're really excited to hear what he's doing. I hear that he might be a little more musical than Sharky.
2: Tell him that you hate him and you want him to go away, and he's not welcome. Think he might like not welcome.
0: You might dabble. He might be. Oh, you know, you and Greg, you and him can talk about things. You know, since you consider yourself a front man as well, since you do some of the singing.
2: Oh my God! Your multiple personalities are starting to get out of control.
0: There aren't multiple personalities. It's a friend. Maybe you should try to make one sometime.
2: Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Of course, you guys are awesome. Um, Don't forget to follow us at Radio on Twitter and tweet to at Adam Carolla and tag us in it as well. Let him know you heard him on the show. Seriously, uh, if you could do that, that would be fantastic. If you have a Twitter account, that would be great, at at Radio. At Adam Corolla. Yes. So just put both of those in the same thing. Say whatever all you of want. These say how are awesome true. it was he was on the show, and you're going to his show. All of these things. That would help us out lot. Yeah. not. Um, and we
0: hope you enjoyed the interview.
2: Yes, indeed. Yeah, that was very cool of him to call in. So uh, coming up later today on the Foot Appointment Radio Network at 3 p.m. will be the Dally Sessions where he is covering
0: Iron Maiden. The number of a beast. <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It's so amazing. Good album. That album is amazing.
0: Well, for all of you guys in the chat, I put a picture of Saber in there for you. Oh,
2: His teeth are pretty impressive. I hate him so much. I haven't even met him, and I hate him. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. You guys are awesome. Leave us a good review on uh, iTunes, why don't you? That'd be fantastic.
0: <laughs> all right, we've asked enough. We love you all very much. <laughs> all right. Thank you for everything. <laughs> yes, you
2: guys rock. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back, <laughs> of course, tomorrow with another episode of Fun Employment Radio. Tech-up.
1: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.